What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 11th, and I have probably the most jam-packed show I have ever put together uh, in store for you today. Super excited to talk about all this stuff. We're going to talk about a little bit of football stuff, a little bit of basketball stuff, actually a lot of bit of basketball stuff, and uh, some other stuff that's going on. But let's start with uh, what's going on with me. First of all, um, you might have already noticed, but a huge addition to the office right behind me here, we got the zebra chair. It's something that I've been hanging on to for way, way, way too long. My wife uh, wanted to get rid of it in a garage sale, and I said, nay, this chair is going to be put to use at some point, and today is that point. Um, I've spent hours on this chair already ever since I brought it up from the garage and cleaned it off. I've watched probably four NBA games from the chair and uh, played countless hours of video games from the chair now here in the office. So very exciting stuff for me. Um, also, right now, if we click over here, you can see that uh, it's doubling as the uh, Batman cam. Yep, that's my dog, Batman, right there. He's very asleep. Batman, what are you doing? But he's here, though. He's ready to uh, record, and um, like I said, we're going to get after it today. Um, I also added some new stuff to the video that I'm very excited about. I got some um, little pop-up videos that I'm going to be using throughout the show now um, with some audio and uh, a little video that's going to pop up, too. So I'm really excited about that because that's what I learned this week, and I think it's going to be uh, it's gonna bring a whole new aspect to the show. And I, I know what you're thinking right now. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. Jerry. I know, I know, you probably don't care, but for me, <laughs> for me, every time I play one of those, it it. Uh, I did a practice video last week. It made me laugh. It made me laugh really hard. All right, enough of that though. Uh, that's what's going on with the office with the uh, podcast, and uh, like I said, I'm excited to get this stuff going. Let's talk about football though. Um, going to be working very soon on getting some guests for the preseason football episodes. I've been talking about it for a while now, and uh, I'm probably about two or three weeks out from actually contacting some people. I have a few people in mind that I would like to be on the show from certain schools, but um, if you're listening and you have someone that you'd like to hear, send me a DM on Twitter or a comment on YouTube or whatever you got to do. Um, somebody that you'd like to have on the show, uh, I would love to uh, get some feedback from you guys and uh, maybe possibly have those people if they're if they're willing to do it. We'll see. Maybe no one wants to do that. That's a very high possibility as well. Um, also, a lot going on uh, in football. This is weird to me. This is kind of weird. Um, spring games are pretty much over at this point, but there's still transferring going on, which I find very odd. I guess I just don't remember that ever happening in years past. Um, but there's been a few big stories that have come out of college football as far as transfers go. And, uh, I think this was probably just last week. Probably the biggest story that came out was regarding Michigan state football. They lost two of their best players and, some people might be laughing when I say best players and Peyton Thorne in the same sentence, but Keon Coleman is also leaving Michigan State. Now, at this time, um, it it's not clear 
It's not decided where Keon Coleman is going. But according to Ben Meyerson from SB Nation, he said it looks like Keon Coleman, this is not a direct quote, by the way, but he says um, it looks like Keon's going to be going to FSU. He wrote an article that said that he was hosted by Mike Norvell from FSU. So I think that there's a big chance he's going to go there. If you look at the edit um, on Keon's Twitter page, he had a big picture of him in FSU gear. Pretty cool edit, by the way. Um, So it looks like he's heading to the ACC. We're not going to see him in the Big Ten anymore, which if you're an opposing uh, team that plays Michigan State, that's good news because he's really freaking good. This guy is like – I'm a little confused about why he's leaving because – to me, his NFL talent has already been shown, and I don't think that leaving for one year is going to make a big impact on his draft stock next year. Um, the only thing that I can surmise from this is that he wanted to make a little bit more money um, than he was going to make at Michigan State for one last year at Auburn. Or I'm sorry, not at Auburn. Um, looking at Peyton Thorne's picture right now at FSU, maybe he can make a little bit of more money. Speaking of Peyton Thorne, I just said it. Um, he's going to Auburn. That is decided. He's for sure going there. The interesting thing to me about this, though, is that um, there was also a few tweets circulating that Keon Coleman would join him at Auburn after there was stories coming out that one of the reasons he entered the transfer portal in the first place was because of Peyton Thorne. So a little bit of mixed messaging going on on Twitter regarding the Michigan State transfers. But um, like I said, as far as we know right now, um, Peyton Thorne's for sure gone. I think that the writing was on the wall for him after the spring game. There's a kid named Noah Kim. He's going to be, a, I believe he's a freshman. He's got to be a freshman. I've never heard of him before this year. But Noah Kim is, uh, I guess it's his time now. Um, and he was going to challenge Peyton Thorne for the job, and I don't think that he was, I don't think he had that dog in him, to be honest. I don't think he had that dog in him. And he didn't want to fight. Noah Kim for that starting spot. So um, he's not going to do that. All right. um, So that's what's going on at Michigan State. Another guy. There's two more guys that are uh, big transfer news in in the football world. Another guy that's actually an in-conference transfer is uh, Caleb Brown. And if you haven't heard of him, don't don't beat yourself up over that because um, he only had one reception last year for Ohio State. That's where he played last year. This year, he's going to transfer over to Iowa. He's going to join uh, Cade McNamara and uh, a couple other guys that are going to Iowa whose names are escaping me right now. But he played behind NFL talent last year, so I'm not surprised that he didn't get on the field a lot. Um, But here's here's the reason why I'm bringing this up right now. Caleb Brown was a very highly touted recruit coming out of high school. He was the number eight wide receiver in the country when he came out and uh, joined Ohio State, and he was the number two player overall coming out of Illinois. So uh, his year that he spent at Ohio State, just because he didn't get the burn that he probably thought he was going to get because he's playing behind uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson and Jigba Smith, Smith and Jigba. I always say his name backwards. It doesn't matter. Um, He didn't get the time that he probably thought he wanted, so he says, in my opinion, this is what I'm reading into it, Um, I'll go out to Iowa and I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the main target at Iowa. And uh, we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, I'm excited that he didn't leave the Big Ten so we still get a chance to see him play because we really haven't seen him play yet. So we'll we'll see what he does uh, out at Iowa. All right, 
Last one that I have uh, regarding transfers and um, the Big Ten. Guy named Ben Bryant. He is coming from. Let me get make sure I get this right. He's coming from Cincinnati, and uh, he's coming into Northwestern. Normally, I wouldn't care about a quarterback transfer that's coming into Northwestern because I don't know if I mean quarterback's the most important position. Is he going to make a big impact to where they're going to challenge for a division championship? I don't think so. And the problem is, and the reason why I think this is so interesting, and the reason why I'm talking about it is because Northwestern last year already had two different starting quarterbacks. In fact, I think they started, I know they started at least two guys. I was reading an article, and it said something about how they played upwards of five guys. I don't remember that happening, but I definitely remember uh, Halinski last year, and I definitely remember Sullivan. And both of those guys played pretty well, and both of them are still there. So Ben Bryant is going to come in, and there's a third guy too. I was looking up their depth chart earlier. I can't remember what his name is, but there's a third guy that is also in the quarterback room at Northwestern. So a lot going on at Northwestern in the quarterback room. Um, Really interesting, though, that Ben Bryant – what am I kicking down here? Freaking rapper. Um. Really interesting that Ben Bryant made this decision to leave Cincinnati and come to Northwestern, A, because of what I just said about the quarterbacks that they already have, but B, he just played in Cincinnati's spring game like a couple weeks ago, like 18 days before he transferred to Northwestern. He had just finished playing in the spring game. Like I said, I don't remember stuff like this happening. Guys going through a spring with one team and then saying, you know what, I'm actually going to transfer right now over the summer and I'm going to play this fall uh, for a new team. I just can't quite remember that happening. Um, interesting, interesting afterwards, after the spring game, um, they, apparently they have some new coaches at Cincinnati. I don't know what's going on at Cincinnati. Something's going on, though. But uh, after the spring game was over, this is what Ben Bryant had to say about how he's adjusting to the new coaching staff at Cincinnati. I thought it was fun. Um, I think over the, over the years, um, as my time here in, at Eastern Michigan, I think I've dealt with different coaches and kind of seen what different people do. So I've learned from that, those experiences. And I think um, this experience with this new staff has been pretty easy for me. Pretty, it's going pretty good? Going pretty good for you? Going pretty good? You sure about that? You sure about that's not why? I I just find it interesting that he's <laughs> making comments about how well adjusted he's become to the new coaching staff. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to go to Northwestern and I'm going to compete for a starting job with two other guys that played last year. I don't know. I found that really interesting. Uh, Justin Williams from The Athletic. Wrote an article about this. He, uh, Ben Bryant was 9-2 and two last year at Cincinnati. All this information was from him. He had a season-ending foot injury last year, so he's coming in and coming off of an injury as well. So if you're a Northwestern fan, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but he also wrote that uh, Ben has an NFL-caliber arm, but he lacks mobility. And I don't know if I've ever heard of a better description for a Northwestern quarterback than 
lacks mobility. And, and I, that's why, to me, I think that Sullivan is actually going to be the guy this year because if I'm remembering right, he was the guy that did not lack mobility last year. So really interesting coming this fall. Um, I know I've said really interesting like a thousand times. I just thought this story was so odd that he was transferring in. Um, we'll see who's going to get the start. My money is on Sullivan. Halinski's the guy that's been there. I think he's been there longer, but he's definitely played more. Um, but then you got this new guy, Ben Bryant, coming in. So we'll see what's going to happen uh, with that. All right. Um, I want to talk about basketball because there's a ton to get through. That was supposed to be short for football. I talked a little bit too long about that. But um, before I get started on that, I, I always I'm always going to shout these guys out because that's where I'm getting my information from. On three, if you don't use their website, it's wild. I'm not like sponsored by them or anything. They, they just have the best website for the transfer portal stuff. Not sponsored by anybody. Be nice if I was. I'm not. Should be about time that I am, though, right? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think I should be. Um, <laughs> but uh, On3 is the best website for the transfer portal stuff. I go there all the time. And the reason why I like it the most is because they break it down by date. And all the stuff that happened most recently is on top. So I can go back and see, all right, I recorded on March 24th. Let's see what's happened in basketball since March 24th for each team, and I can go through and break it down. Um, today, what I want to do, though, is I want to go through five big moves that I thought have happened, talk a little bit more in depth about those, and then we'll uh, just kind of cover the other guys that are transferring in and out of the Big Ten. Um, I thought I had a pretty good grasp on what was going on. I don't know if I'm not following the right people on Twitter but I got on my computer this morning and I was like, all right, I know about X, Y, and Z already happened. And pretty much nothing else has happened. So I don't think there's going to be a lot going on. And boy, was I wrong. There's a lot going on still in the transfer portal since the last time that I recorded. Um, and like I said, I'm excited to jump right into that. Um, the first one that I wanted to talk about was, uh, I hope I don't butcher these guys' names, but the first two guys are actually going to Penn State that I wanted to talk about. Um this young man that you're seeing on the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, is named Cutis Wahab. I'm definitely not saying that right. That's okay, though. He's coming from Georgetown last year. Uh, Cutis is, it can't be Cutis. 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 It's got to be that. Man, I'm going to get these names down someday. Um, but Cutis is 6'11, so he's almost 7 footer. That's huge for Penn State. That's huge for Coach Rhodes, who, by the way, is basically rebuilding his entire roster. This is like a coaching – I guess we got to get used to this when coaching changes happen, but the entire roster basically got blown up at Penn State, and he had to get basically a brand-new everybody, starting lineup and bench guys. Um, but this guy that he's got coming in, uh, Cutis Wahab, He's 6'11". He's a big dude. Big dude. I was watching some of his highlights. Last year, he had um, he averaged eight points and six rebounds a game. Um, he might get you a block or two per game, but it's a guy that you want that can anchor the middle of your team. That's what Coach Rhodes needs right now. You can build around a guy that's – it's hard to, if you're going to start a team over and you're going to say, we're six seven six eight in the middle. That's tough. When you bring in a big-ass dude like Cutis – who's 6'11", and you got a freaking anchor right there in the middle that can play defense and is going to score you a couple buckets a game, maybe block some shots, 
that's a good starting point. And I think that that's why that's number five on my list for top moves in the Big Ten this week um, or the last couple weeks, I guess, since the last time I recorded. Um, he played at Georgetown for two years. Then he went to Maryland. This is crazy, by the way. Went to Maryland for one year, then went back to Georgetown. He's played college basketball for four years. So Penn State, you're only going to get him for a year. The only reason he was allowed to come this year is because, A, I think he can play one more year because of the COVID year, or maybe he redshirted. I didn't look that up. Man, this dog, Can y'all can't hear that dog, can you? I got this loud-ass dog right now. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. Um, you got to be able to hear that. Batman, what is he doing? What's he doing? Um, he's probably just mad that I'm up here. Anyways, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, the only reason he was able to come this year is because Patrick Ewing got fired from uh, Georgetown. They hired Ed Cooley. Great hire for them. I read all about that. Really happy for Georgetown. Someone's at my house. That's what's going on. I'm going to, man, I'm, I usually would stop recording, but I'm not going to do that. Jameson. It's bothering me. It's distracting me. I don't know if you can tell. Um, they fired Patrick Ewing, hired Ed Cooley. So since there was a coaching change, uh, Cutis was allowed to uh, transfer, and he chose to do that. He entered the portal, and now he's at Penn State with Coach Rhodes. Should be very excited if you're a Penn State fan because this guy's going to be a mon- – I think he's going to be great. Um, I think he's going to be uh, – maybe not great. He's going to be pretty good. He's going to be pretty good. That's what you need. You need a pretty good guy right now. You can't be expecting Coach Rhodes to come in and just like, we're going to the Final Four next year. You can't expect that. You got to say, all right, let's put down some building blocks right here and see if we can make some things happen. Speaking of building blocks, can't build better than this guy, this next guy that I'm talking about right here. Um, oh, my gosh, I got to stop for a second. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was prepping for this pod for about an hour and a half and didn't hear a word. But then, uh, you know, start recording the dogs, start barking. That's okay, though. We're back. Um. I was saying, speaking of building blocks for Penn State, though, I don't really have a lot to say about this guy. I'm just really excited about his name. Uh, my number four move this week, biggest move in the Big Ten, is a guy named Puff Johnson coming from UNC. Um, he, <laughs> he only averaged four and three last year for them. But, hey, he's got a cool-ass name, man. I get so excited when there's guys that are either already playing or about to play in the Big Ten that have cool names. And I think Puff Johnson, I mean, come on, man. Puff Johnson, Puffy, Puffy, man. I'm excited about Puffy. Um, that's the only reason I put him on the list was because of his name. I don't have any other, I mean, I really don't have any other information about him, like, at this time. I wasn't really familiar with your game. And, and uh, there's nothing else I can really say about him other than it's Puff Johnson, Puff Puff. Puff Puff Pass. Oh, my God. Every time he has an assist, Puff Puff Pass. Puff Puff Pass. I love it. I love Puff Johnson already. All right. Um, <laughs> the other guy, that uh, number three on my list right now, uh, in-conference transfer. I always get excited about um, Jordan Geronimo. I love this guy last year at Indiana. Um, 
there's a lot to love about him. He's really athletic. He's probably I would I would say that first of all, he's extremely underrated. He's very good defensively. Um, if you pull up a highlight tape of Jordan Geronimo, you're going to see more defensive plays than you will see offensive plays. But that doesn't mean that he can't score, though. He's playing above the rim a lot. He can catch lobs. He can uh, defend above the rim. He's just a super athletic guy. I think he's also very charismatic. And I think that um, I think Indiana's losing a really big piece of their puzzle for next year, especially because of the other guys that they have going probably in the first round of the NBA draft this year. So uh, Jordan Geronimo, one, honestly, one of my favorite like ballers in the Big Ten right now. So I'm super excited. I put him at number three because um, I'm just really excited that he's not leaving the Big Ten and we're going to get to watch him play at Maryland next year. So very excited for Jordan. Um, huge pickup for Maryland, I think. I think that uh, last year he didn't start because of the talent that Indiana had. It's kind of like what I was talking about with um, Caleb earlier from uh, Ohio State. He he just had too many guys in front of him. So Jordan, I think, will have a chance to start next year at Maryland. Um, who else is still there? Hakeem Hart's still there, right? And uh, who else is still there? I'm not going to look it up right now. doesn't matter. Um but I'm really excited for Jordan, and I'm excited to watch him play again at Maryland next year. Super athletic guy. Um, I've said that a thousand times, but I think you guys are going to be surprised that he's going to be like a name that you probably didn't know that well last year, and then you're going to be turning on some Maryland games last year or next year, and you're going to say, where did this Jordan Geronimo guy came, come from? If you're listening to me, you know now. He came from Indiana, and he was good last year, and he's going to be really good next year, I think. All right, number two on the list. I have um, Jordan Davis. This is big for Wisconsin, and the reason why I put it number two is because, once again, every time I see something that's so odd, I think that, you know, it's, it's worth talking about. I don't think it's odd that Jordan Davis decided to go to Illinois State. I don't think that that's odd at all. That's fine for him. It's a smaller school. He's going to get more minutes. He's going to get a bigger opportunity to be the guy there. Um, but the reason why I think it's odd is because when I think of Wisconsin, and when I think of Wisconsin basketball, I think of four- and five-year players that were developed at Wisconsin. Usually the coaching staff at Wisconsin is not letting guys go. In fact, if you look at their transfer portal this year, they got one guy leaving, they got one guy coming in. It's not like obviously Penn State this year with coaching. It's not like uh, Michigan, for example, bunch of guys leaving, bunch of guys coming in. Um, they're not using the portal a lot. They like to recruit guys out of high school, and they like to develop them. And Jordan Davis fits that mold of a guy that I thought was going to be developed into a, a junior and senior who went through the Wisconsin system and was like one of those guys that you're like almost like, how is he still here type of guys? That's what Wisconsin does. So I was really surprised to see him transfer, period. I'm not surprised he's going to Illinois State. I'm just surprised that he's transferring, period. I talked about on the last show, they do have a transfer coming in named A.J. Store. I think that Wisconsin probably has a lot of confidence in him, so they weren't really worried to let Jordan go at this point. Um, but in my opinion, in college basketball, you can't have too many guards that are good. 
someone has an off night, you bring AJ has an off night, you bring Jordan in. Uh, you know, whoever I don't even know who their other guards are right now. Chucky's not still there, is he? Did Chucky leave? I forgot. I, I meant to go look through my notes. Is he still? He's still there, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Let me look at my notes real quick because I I had that in here somewhere. Let me look at Wisconsin. Chucky didn't leave, did he? Did Chucky leave? Chucky's there. Chucky's still there. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. You can never have too many guards is my point. And I thought that Jordan Davis would stay at Wisconsin, and I was really shocked just to see him leave. He wasn't a big factor for Wisconsin last year. I think he averaged four points a game. Um, he wasn't playing – he was playing enough minutes that I knew who he was. And obviously you knew, you knew who he was anyways because of his brother who's in the NBA – I think still, um, but uh, I he played enough that you you noticed him, and I was surprised that he didn't stay and develop at Wisconsin. That's basically my point, uh, and that's why I put him at number two. That's how shocking it was to me that he actually transferred. When he entered the portal, I was like, oh, he's probably just going to weigh his options. He'll get offers from places like Illinois State, and then he'll decide, you know what, I'd rather stay at Wisconsin and fight for my uh, job and just stay here and develop. But he didn't do that. He uh, went the other route. Good for him, though. I'm happy for him. I wish him all the best at uh, Illinois State. All right. That was number two. Um, no surprise here what's number one uh, this week in the transfer portal. It's the guy that everyone was talking about for the last month. Quite frankly, I'm just absolutely ecstatic that it's over. Hunter Dickinson is leaving Michigan. He's going to Kansas. Uh, he announced that on a very odd uh, Twitter video that he released. <laughs> he like was shooting around in the gym. Like it doesn't matter. I should have just showed the video. Um, the weird parts of the video though was like he walked in the room and Bill Self's there, and like Bill Self was like not that excited. I felt like he was like, "Oh, okay, crap. Now you, you're coming here for real now." Um, lots of lots of talk about like why Hunter's leaving. And uh, so many tweets within the last couple of days about NIL stuff. Um, I didn't want to speculate, so uh, I just decided to pull the clip from his, I guess it's technically his podcast, the Round Ball podcast. Uh, Hunter was talking about one of the reasons why he left Michigan to go to Kansas. And uh, here's what he had to say, which I thought I just clicked on it. But People I didn't. hating on me would leave their job right now for a $10,000 increase. Yeah, 10000 That's just 10000 10, And you're getting way more than that. I no. got, at Michigan, I got less than 600000 or less than six figures, sorry, my bad. Less than six figures. I got less than 600000 I think he actually meant to say that. I think he, like, made, like, five, he probably made, like, Three or four hundred thousand last year, and he was like, "I made less than six hundred thousand last year. I made less than six hundred thousand." Here's my reaction to that. First of all, you made less than a hundred thousand dollars last year, and you went to the NIT and got beat by Vanderbilt. I feel like you're overpaid for last year. I think you owe the University of Michigan some money back. You can't even get to the tournament. Dude, if I'm paying somebody, I'm just going to say a weird number that, like, just in case it's true, $85,000, and you're the best player on the team, your ass better for eighty five grand. we better be in the tournament, dude. 
please in the tournament for eighty five grand. But uh, you know, he made less than a hundred thousand dollars. I feel terrible for him. I feel so terrible for him. He is right about one thing. A lot of people would leave their job for a ten thousand dollar raise. A lot of people would. Um, some people wouldn't. Some people really wouldn't. Uh, I know that's for sure. I know people that have done that. I'm related to some of them. Um, $10,000 is a lot to a lot of people. That's true. Um, but, you know, not everybody would do that. And he said, everybody that's hating on me would leave uh, for a $10,000 raise. Well, I'm hating on your ass. And uh, if you uh, gave me a $10,000 raise, I would go from zero to 10000 to leave this job. If you're talking about this job. <laughs> If you were like, you just have to stop doing the podcast for $10,000 a year, I'd be like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm going to keep doing it because I want to talk shit on Hunter Dickinson still. Um, <laughs> congratulations, man. Uh, have fun at Kansas. Kansas fans, just hit myself in the mouth. You got a good one. Got a guy that's going to lead you to the quarterfinals of the NIT. Congratulations. You did it. You got your guy. Rock chalk, baby. I don't even, what the fuck does that, what does that even mean? Rock chalk. Like, you, I don't, I don't get it. Congratulations for Kansas, though. Uh, congratulations for Hunter. Wish you all the best, man. Um, those were the top five moves. Those were the top five moves that uh, happened this week in the Big Ten. Um I think I forgot to add this in. Yeah, I did. There were some other moves that happened. I'm just going to go through those really quickly because I've already been recording for almost 30 minutes. I had a little graphic that had all these guys' names on it so you guys could see like how I was messing it up as I was messing it up, but um, I forgot to post the graphic. That's okay, though, because I'll just go through it quick. Um, other moves that have taken place. Indiana got a guy named Anthony Walker from Miami. He averaged 3-1. and one. Um, He's got tournament experience. Miami went to the Final Four this year, so... At least they got that on their roster now to replace my guy, Jordan Geronimo. Good luck with that, though, because you can't replace Jordan. You can't do that. Um, but Anthony Walker, welcome to the Big Ten. Aaron Ulis, another um, Big Ten transfer. He's going from Iowa to Nebraska. And then uh, they also have Evan. Did I get that right? That's right. They have uh, Evan Bronze coming in from Belmont. And uh, once again, not familiar, not familiar with your game at all. I wasn't really familiar with your game. And um, oh no, I did not not mean to do that. Uh, so Evan Bronze, welcome to the Big Ten as well. Michigan, I didn't even so a couple of these I didn't even know about until this morning when I started looking it up on on three. Uh, Greg Glenn, the guy that didn't play last year, pretty big uh, recruit for Michigan last year. I think he was four-star. Talked about that before. He's going to Tulane. Basketball powerhouse down in Tulane in New Orleans. That's in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Um, Minnesota, they got a guy named Elijah Hawkins from Howard. I think he's going to be good. I almost put him in the top five, but he averaged 12-4 and four for them last year. He looks pretty athletic. Uh, I watched a couple – Highlights of him, but not a ton to really speak on it. Um, Elijah Hawkins, though, maybe a name to keep an eye on for uh, Minnesota next year. That came out of nowhere. I didn't hear anything about that on Twitter. Um, it wasn't like uh, he was 
favoring to go to Minnesota when I was looking at the website the last couple of weeks. Um, instantly just came out of nowhere, Elijah Hawkins from Howard. Um, for Nebraska, I just said Aaron Ulyss is coming from Iowa. Wilhelm Breedenbach. Um, I bring him up because he's the guy with the cool spec rec specs. You guys remember him last year for Nebraska? Big dude. Um, he is leaving, I think. He entered the transfer portal, hasn't decided where he's going yet, but he's in the portal. Uh, they have a guy named Josiah Olick from New Mexico coming in. And then Quarren McPherson, who I talked about last uh, podcast when we were doing transfer portal stuff, is leaving Nebraska, and he's going to Northern Illinois University. I meant to look this up, too. I feel like Northern Illinois is getting some guys all of a sudden. I feel like they're getting some guys out of nowhere. I don't understand that. Um, so Northern Illinois, congratulations to you guys. You got one of our Big Ten guys. Uh, good luck to Quarren leaving uh, Nebraska. Sorry, my phone is blowing up, so I am keep getting distracted. Let's get focused here for the last part of the pod, though. Northwestern's Robbie Beeren is going to Virginia Tech. Talked about him a little bit last time. Ohio State um, got a guy from Penn State. Penn State, like, has so much shit going on, man. I can't even keep track of it anymore. But Evan Mahaffey from Penn State is coming to Ohio State. And then Tanner Holden from Ohio State is entering the transfer portal. So expect him to be leaving in the next, I don't know, when, whenever this is supposed to end. Is this <laughs> Apparently it's never closed. If you ask football, you can transfer whenever you want, I guess. I don't know. Um, Penn State, though, I was saying, they need their own whole like episode, I swear, because so much crap going on with them. I just said that Evan Mahaffey going to Ohio State from Penn State. Leo... O'Boyle from Lafayette. La Lafayette is incoming from Lafayette. Um, Kiba Naji is leaving Penn State. I don't remember him from last year, but he's leaving and he's joining Coach Shrewsbury at Notre Dame. And then I was talking about name guys earlier. This guy's going to be all-time name list. Let me, make, let me see if I can get this right. Ray where Quandris, Ray Quandris, Ray Quandris, Mitchell, Ray Quandris is his first name. Mitchell is joining uh, the Nittany Lions from the Kangaroos of Missouri, Kansas City. So look out for that name, Ray Quandris, coming in next year for Penn State. And then obviously the uh, other two guys that I already mentioned from Penn State in the top five. Uh, as I'm scrolling back up to figure out what their names were again, Wahab and uh, Puff Johnson, Puffy Puff, Puff Puff Pass. Uh, and then the last guy was Dean Reber from Rutgers is going to Charlotte. For some reason, I feel like Dean made an impact on me last year because I saw that name and I was like, I know that name for another reason other than Rutgers basketball, and I couldn't figure out, couldn't figure out what it was at all. So I have I have no idea, but uh, Dean Reber's leaving Rutgers and uh, going to Charlotte. That's the pod, man. That's everything. Uh, pretty much everything that's happened so far uh, in the transfer portal, football. Really exciting stuff, man. Like basketball, I think is finally started. Like water starting to settle with basketball. Uh, football is like right around the corner. Like I said, I'm getting really excited about these off season 
potential interviews that I may or may not be doing. I'd like to be doing them. Um, so like I said, if you have anybody you'd like to be on the pod, let me know, and I would be happy to reach out to those people and get them on. Um, as always, follow on Twitter. Um, Mother's Day coming up this weekend, so don't forget about that. If you already forgot about that, that's on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to my mom, especially. Love you, Mom. She's not definitely not watching, by the way, or listening. I don't even know if she knows I'm doing this. I do love my mom, and I talk to my mom quite often, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I told her about the office. I told her I was building the office. I don't think she really knew or cared why. Uh, she was just like, that's, that's cool, honey. Cool office. I should FaceTime her right now. You guys think she'd pick up? I FaceTime Sharon. Let's see what she's doing. Oh, that's not what I wanted. I almost called her. I'll FaceTime my mom. You guys say she could pick up. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, not so much. I'm recording my podcast right now, and I was talking about Mother's Day coming up this weekend, so I just wanted to call and say Happy Mother's Day early before I forget. <laughs> and you're, I'm putting the phone like this right now so you can't see me so that your audio goes into the microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so I love you. I love you too, honey. I'll call you again on Mother's Day, guys. though. What's that? I miss you guys. Oh, I miss you too. Well, uh... I'll call you back later, though, but I wanted to do it on the podcast so that everyone knew. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, talk, All right, I'll call you back. In, the kids will be home soon. I'll call you back when they get back, maybe. All right. Sounds good. All right. Love you. That's my mom, y'all. She always picks up. She always picks up the face, the, the FT. I got a couple people that will always pick up. D-Bill will always pick up and my mom. Most of the time, Brad, Wally never. And those are all the people that I know. <laughs> Why am I still recording, man? It's about to go on 40 minutes. Uh, last shout out, though. I uh, reached out to one of my favorite Nashville artists. His name's Jed Harrelson. Um, I listen to his music often. I've seen him play live a couple of times and asked him if I could use one of his songs for the outro of the podcast. And uh, he didn't. He didn't DM me back, which he usually does DM me back. So hopefully I'll hear from him. But I'm going to go ahead and use it today, though, because I asked him this morning. and He hasn't hit me back yet. I'm hoping he gives me the okay. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go in and edit this episode for the last part of it. But uh, got a new outro, so uh, kind of excited about that. Hopefully I'll be able to use this uh, going forward in the future. And, uh, you know. I'll see you guys in the future. No.